When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City uh, podcast. I am Rob Tanner, the Leicester City correspondent, and with me is my colleague, James the Sharp and Sharp. Hello. And we're going to be discussing uh, everything that's going on at the King Power Stadium, previewing the FA Cup tie at Millwall, mentioning next week's Champions League last 16 tie in Seville, and uh, just anal- uh, uh, doing a bit of an analysis of uh, Leicester C- City's recent poor form. And we'll start with some advice that's been handed to Leicester City. I mean, for, for those that don't know, Leicester City have lost their last five league games, sit one point above the relegation zone. It was a poor performance at Swansea. And once again, they conceded two quick goal, back-to-back goals. And uh, there's been a, a few pieces of advice being thrown their way. One by a former manager, Nigel Pearson, and one by a uh, former Premier League striker, Teddy Sheringham. Uh, we'll start with Nigel. Nigel went on Sports Week and... Uh, gave his uh, analysis and whilst he said yeah last season was a, a, a phenomenal achievement which it was uh, he is quite surprised that they are in now in the same situation they were well two years ago under him when they were bottom of the table for 140 days and and he's basically said the players should uh, look after themselves now should police themselves within that dressing room down Beaver Drive and there's been a bit of advice from Teddy Sheringham as well towards the players. Yeah, I mean, in essence, it's the same advice, really, is that the players need to take it on board, but uh, Teddy Sheringham went a little bit further than just sorting out themselves. He, he said that they should all go out on a Tuesday. I don't, I don't know why he specified the Tuesday. Like Tuesday is, I don't know, two-for-one night or something. Uh, go on a Tuesday and get a little bit drunk and have it out, point a few fingers, have a fight, scuffle it out and sort it out, which is a little bit on the extreme side, but in essence it's the same thing, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the players that need to sort this. The, the, the owners have come out and said, Ranieri is their man, that's not going to change, he is in charge. So the only other thing then is that the players have to sort it themselves, and I think that's about right, isn't it? I mean, a lot, listening to a lot of pundits, uh, on match of the day and, and that kind of thing. a lot of people are, t- are talking about the players it's their legacy they're fighting for it's their pride they're fighting for it needs to be them that sort it Well Nigel was asked about uh, losing the dressing room and, and uh, I think in a roundabout way they were trying inferring that Claudio had lost the dressing room and uh, Nigel as typical Nigel didn't fall into yeah. that, that pit but uh, he did say uh, that he didn't think uh, Claudio had lost the dressing room because of the characters within that dressing room because he knows them so well but you're right, it's about responsibility, isn't it, now? It's about the players standing up being counted and, and showing um, their mettle, their commitment, their determination, because it's uh, not just Claudio that suffers, it's not just the fans, the players do. I mean, they don't want it on the CV that they were Premier League champions, the most incredible Premier League champions, uh, only to be relegated the following season. So, Would it tarnish it? I think it, I think it would. I think it would take something away from, of that phenomenal achievement. I mean, the record books will always say... They were Premier League champions and it's the first title the club's ever won. But to get relegated the next season as champions, that would still sit sit with them. Because whenever a Leicester fan would say to a Derby or Forest fan, yeah, but we won the league, 
They'll they would then say they also well so did we we didn't get relegated the next season I know but then but then if I as a Leicester fan if I was asked two years ago to say you will win the Premier League title you'll go to the last team of the Champions League and into the last of the FA Cup would you take it I'd be like yes of course I would but then um, I guess once you're in it once you're in that situation it, I guess it does feel a bit different but like you say the, the conversation would always follow that. but then it, I guess we can't tell until if it, if it does happen or doesn't it's years down the line in 50, 60 years and it's generation upon generations do, would people still talk about the fact they got relegated or would people just look down the list of winners and say that was the year it would always be the footnote you could talk about the, the, uh, the year they won the title but then the footnote would always be but they got relegated the next season so they don't want that and Claudio um, said after the Swansea game that perhaps he suggested he perhaps he'd been a bit too loyal to some of the players that he's been regularly picking because nine of that starting 11 at Swansea were regulars in last season um, uh, side championship winning side so uh, he's going to make changes we fully expect with Liverpool in mind probably uh, uh, the FA Cup at Millwall the Den and possibly the Champions League in Seville next week so what changes does he make well, I know and a lot I know a lot of fans were were complaining a bit about the team selection for Swansea and saying well look how they did against are they won against Derby there were people putting decent performances against them why are they not why were they not coming in against Swansea and it, it's easy to say that but then when you look at it this was a team that needed extra time to get past Derby stiffs mm. and when you are talking about replacing that back four replacing there's not really many people that are standing out I mean Daniel Martin performed brilliantly well I say brilliantly he performed well at right back but he played every minute of every game for Ghana at the Cup of Nations, six games in 19 days, and had then flown back and on the same at five got back at 5 a.m. and then played 120 minutes in the midweek against Derby. He must be shattered. So for him to then come in and start against Swansea, that would have been difficult. Um, he performed all right as a sub at right back, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, but then Johan yeah, Ben performed pretty well, I thought, against Derby. But again, it, it is only Derby, but I know what yeah, I know what people are saying. But then Molo Wagu the new signing that we still haven't seen much of him so these are their options I suppose at centre back there's going to be changes against Millwall isn't there I mean, absolutely there definitely will be changes especially with Seville in mind uh, I mean we would probably if we were picking our strongest uh, Leicester City side except for Slomani starting alongside Vardy for me that probably wouldn't, wouldn't be far off the strongest yeah. side that Claudio could have picked last week but we know there's going to be changes we fully expect well, there's no point of signing Wagayu unless they're going to play him. So they might as well play him against uh, Millwall, give him a run out. Um, I expect it'll be Ben Alawan or Vasilevsky mm-hmm. alongside him. Danny Amati probably come in at right back. Ben Chilwell at left back. Uh, what would you do in midfield? There's plenty of options. Papi Mendy come in. King. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I'd take drink water out of the firing line a little bit. He's, uh, as by his own admission, he struggled with his form, and I think. I think he just needs to be taken out of it a little bit because at the start of the season he was Mr Consistent and seemed to be carrying all of Leicester's you know, hopes at the beginning of it. Now he's he's tailed off. I think he needs to be taken out of the final a little bit. Indeedy, um, I think, has been one of the standout performers so far. Even among, even amid this bad run, he's looked he's looked prom- very promising. So I, I think I'd, I'd stick with him just to get him to get him further and further up to speed. Um, Damari Gray, I think still needs a run of games to continue impressing so I think another game against Millwall would, wouldn't really do him much harm um, 
who else? I know you've been. To, I know you've, been, you've mentioned about maybe playing Mark Orban at right back, haven't you? I just think he's got to change something. He's got to freshen something up. And we remember two years ago when Nigel changed to uh, a back three with wing backs, and Michael Brighton, who had been frozen out for most of the season, came in and played right wing back and was excellent. He gave them an attacking option, but he's also got that energy and the work rate to get back and do the defensive side of it as well. So I think it's something they should they should think about really. Uh, in that sense, but going back to like wide players for for Millwall, Kapuska could get a game, mm. couldn't he? Um, I mean, I think sort of like Samares and that they've been rested in and out and that, but in, and it hasn't really worked. So there's an argument: do you keep playing them to try and play their way back in form? But I think you don't. You, you do. You, you save them for Seville. So Musa would probably come in as well. And would you risk Lamani with his groin issues that in the past? With Seville, he's going to be an important player between now and the end of the season. Yeah, he is. I mean, he seems he seems slightly injury prone, doesn't he? I mean, he seems to be always picking up little niggles or bits of illnesses here and there. I'd, and with that in mind, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to give him a run unless he was com- completely and utterly one hundred percent fit. Because the last thing you want to do to start him against Millwall. As much as I really want Leicester to beat Millwall, because I really want, I really want them to go find this FA Cup. I feel that because he may well be someone, he, someone who isn't completely at full fitness. I'd rather wait for him to get back to full fitness before they start risking. Because last thing you want to do is to start him, picks up another niggle, it's another few weeks out, it's another disjointed bit for him, and then. But when you're getting into the running end, through the important games to the to the business end of the season, and he's still in and out. So I'd. I'd I focus on him getting back, but Leo. If Leo, if, if, if Leo's Leo fit, fit, yeah, we'll find out at the press conference later today. But if Leo's fit and he's in the right mental state after his uh, his little spat in the January transfer window, then uh, certainly he would have to, to start. Though, isn't he? It would to prove now after 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 all this. Whenever you speak to Leo, he's always comes across as very kind of mild mannered and dignified and a really decent bloke. Then obviously. January is such a such a strange scenario, but to come out so publicly like that and not get your move, when you get your chance, you've got you've got you've got a lot of proving to do, haven't you? Well, he's got a shot window if he gets a game because he ain't going to get many under Claudio. Um, but uh, if he's fit, then I think he'd definitely start mm. and possibly with Musa or uh, Okazaki. Um, if not, I, th- I imagine he'll partner Musa with Okazaki or play a Kapuska in behind. Yeah. Uh, uh, Musa, so he's got he has got a few options. Uh, it all depends how the fans feel about that that many changes for for a game. And you know you've got a quarter final of the FA Cup to the for the winner, waiting for the winner. And Millwall are not going to make it easy. They're going to be in Leicester City's face. They're going to test their character. Yeah, they're they're a hard working, physical side. They get at teams very very early. In Morrison, they've got a, a, a striker, centre forward, an old fashioned centre forward that likes to bully defenders if he gets it's the chance. Still so, him in, isn't he? Exactly. So um, it, would, it would be a baptism for a guy. That's for sure. Definitely. Because I was looking at um, looking at Millwall's history, and they're, they're they're doing really well at the minute. They're, they're ten games unbeaten in League One, pushing for playoff spots. They've already beaten two Premier League teams in the past in the previous two rounds in Bournemouth and Watford. Morrison scored against both of them. They've got. Already got three strikers, three players are in double figures this season. So it's not going to be a, just a. I know they're in the League One, but Leicester in the current mental state can't just rock up to the new den of all places and just imagine to Millwall to roll over and let Leicester get to the quarter final. So this is going to be a real test for some players. And off the pitch as well with the, yeah. the atmosphere and the. Well, I'm nervous. The partisan home crown. I know it's it's we've been there many times. And uh, if you keep, if you, it's one of those, isn't it? If you get an early lead and you you get them on the back foot, then they turn on their own. They turn on their own team. 
But if they, they give their team give the crowd some encouragement, it can be a very hostile environment to, to go and play. So uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting afternoon. It's not going to be the Leicester City first team. We, we're pretty certain of that. We'll see how they cope with it because the first team looked fragile mentally. So how, how about the lads at the back? And if any of them perform and really stand out, would they then be in uh, contention for Seville? You'd have to say yes, the way the form's mm. been at, at the moment, wouldn't you, really? Um, but uh, that's all for now's Dilly Ding Dilly Dong. Join us again uh, next week when we're, uh, we'll be in Spain yeah. and we'll be trying to uh, bring you all the, the news and uh, the latest from, uh, from Seville and the build-up to that big Champions League first leg against uh, a really strong Spanish side. I hope side. it goes better than Arsenal's. That's, that's what we want. That's what we want. So join us next week. Thank you.